This is the TSN MMA Show with Aaron Bronstetter and Bazooka Joe Valtellini. Welcome to another edition of the TSN MMA Show. I'm your host, Aaron Bronstetter, joined as I am every week by Bazooka Joe Valtellini. And it was Memorial Day weekend last week. No events pretty much in any major promotion. But uh, this weekend's event leaves a little bit to be desired, I will admit, in the UFC. No Bellator event, no PFL event. So we're still a little bit of a barren wasteland right now in MMA. And it seems that, unfortunately, Joe, the biggest news of the week that relates to MMA is that former UFC welterweight champion Tyron Woodley will be boxing against Jake Paul on Showtime. And that's, yeah. that's the biggest news this week. I, you know, I hate to say it. I, I'm trying to think if there's something else that I'm missing. Uh, I'm looking. I'm trying to. Believe me. The last thing I want to do is lead with this. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, let's go. Yeah. Tyron Woodley, Jake Paul. Jake Paul's the favorite. What do you think? Um, I, I like it. I mean, I like the fight. I think it's fun. It's entertaining. Um, and I was going back and forth. I, I think I have to agree. I think, you know, Jake Paul is the favorite in this fight. It's crazy to say, but just seeing how Woodley is the last few fights of his career and, ah, oh, man, it's just, I hate to say it, but I'm excited for it. I'm eager to see what happens because as we know, Tyron Woodley actually has hands. I mean, I no disrespect to Ben Askren. I think the reason why Ben Askren was picked in the first place was yeah. that, uh, you know, he has a wrestling background. And I think Tyron Woodley kind of fell into this. He happened to be fight, have fought out his UFC contract. He was there with Jake Paul. He was being very respectful to uh, Jake Paul's corner in the back. Sorry, he was there with Ben Askren. But he was being very respectful to, J- to uh, Jake Paul's corner in the back. And it seems like, you know, they kind of dissed him. And here we are. Yeah. And it's funny to hear how Dana White has kind of changed on this whole perspective. When Askren was fighting him, he's like, oh, Askren's going to kill him. He's going to destroy him. You know, no problem. And then I just read an article recently about Dana uh, was asked about the Woodley. He's like, well, he should knock him out. But, you know, four years ago, he's a different guy. So he's kind of protecting himself now a little bit, saying that, you know, Woodley's almost past his prime. But who knows? I mean, Woodley's an athlete. He's got the bombs, but I just think Jake Paul's been boxing. He's He's been surrounding him, and I always say it. It's a different sport. I mean, it's a totally different game with bigger, smaller gloves and a uh, different game, different mentality. The, the kid's got something. The kid's got something. Well, I kind of worry about um, what happens if this gets out of the first and second round for Woodley. I feel like Woodley's best chance to win this fight is in the first. It's almost like the opposite of what we said about the Askren fight. It was like Jake Paul had to win early. Otherwise, Askren's cardio is going to be able to get him through, and maybe he'll be able to put it on him late. I think it's kind of the opposite here. I think that Woodley, um, you know, if he, if he wants to maintain that cardio, I think after two rounds of full boxing in a boxing, you know, as you know, Joe, uh, when, when you're training, it's, a, it's very different from when you're actually competing in terms of how much of your energy is expended because a lot of your mental energy is, yeah. is, is yeah. an overload because you know you're not in a sparring situation. I think what Woodley has at least and which will translate from his MMA stuff is that power, you know, he's got that rear bomb that he's known for. So I think, you know, Paul's going to have to respect that. And uh, I mean, Jake's going to have to feel it. But I think the kid's young. He's athletic. He's strong. He's confident. I mean, it's a tough fight. I mean, I still like what it uh, what it is. But I think, you know, I just can't see Woodley having. You know, the, the skill set to beat uh, Jake Paul, and it's crazy to say that. Well, here's the big difference with, with Woodley and, and Askren. I think Askren knew for his entire career that his wrestling was going to get him through, and that's what he constantly oh, sure. worked on. Woodley has said in interviews, and this is prior, of course, to this being booked, so this is not like him saying this now just to like make it look good. He said that once he started in MMA, he was basically training, striking almost exclusively because he knew that he could fall back on his wrestling and that the wrestling was just going to be there. So yeah. he worked almost exclusively on boxing, striking, 
um, you know, kickboxing. That was basically what he trained for for almost his entire career in terms of what he, he focused his attention towards. So that that's what makes this a little bit of a different animal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a, a closer, more entertaining fight than the Askren fight. But uh, I don't know. I almost think like a better, closer fight. I mean, again, being biased as a kickboxer, but a kickboxer is closer related to a boxing match than an MMA fight. So uh, who knows? Maybe Jake Paul wants to fight me. That'd be fun. That'd be good. It's a little bit more realistic than an MMA guy. Come on. And I'm younger. That would be decent. See, well, I'm going to try to somehow something. get to that fight and then pick, start some beef backstage and then maybe you'll yeah. be next. That's it. I got to find an angle there. But I think that's like a more realistic jump because MMA is so much more different than it is, you know, uh, to, to straight boxing. So kickboxing is almost that in-between ground. But uh, he's doing it right. He's picking uh, the right guys and he's doing things. But, uh, I mean, I know you talked about things being, you know, not much you fights going on. But I'm pretty excited for Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul, too. I, I kind of trapped into this. Is that this weekend? Um, I don't even. Is that's it Sunday. Sunday. It's Sunday. Okay, yeah, that's what I it's this weekend. I'm so have to I mean, too, aren't I? Yeah, you're gonna have to. I'm, I'm just you're like I'm looking at out of the the MMA websites right now, and like every single one of it is headlined by Floyd versus Logan Paul, which isn't MMA at all. Like, there's not even a, yeah. a single MMA tie in there, and um, and and uh, of course Woodley and and Jake Paul, these guys have just taken over the entire news cycle. And I, and again, I think that unfortunately it's a product of this weekend's UFC card, not having a whole lot to it. You know, like, you know, it's, if you love the UFC, like I do, and, and you love watching these fights, you love watching MMA, the card's got a lot of good fights on it, but it's, yeah. not, but there's not a single guy or girl on this card that draws headlines that people are interested in talking about or discussing or, you know, coming up with angles for, they're just good fights, which I love. This is yeah. the kind of fight card that I love because yeah. And maybe it's like the hipster fight card, but there's just a lot of good matchups. It's gonna be it's gonna be good level of competition across the board. Some of the matchups have some ramifications in the divisions, but you're not getting, you know, a a, a really deep roster of of names that you've got a lot to talk about with. Yeah. Well, I like your passion and dedication to MMA. One, you didn't know the fight was on this weekend. I didn't know which it was is Sunday. impressive. Yeah, I, I, and I didn't two, know it was this weekend. a mediocre <laughs> UFC card. You're hyping up to be the greatest card, and how excited you are. So, I mean, that's I love hey, your I'm passion for MMA. I'm not hyping it up to be the greatest MMA. card. I, I'm no, but you said it's good. It's exciting. There's not much to talk I mean, about. It's just it's the kind of card that I love to watch. Uh, yeah. Listen. Yeah. Every UFC card is the kind of card I love to watch. Yeah. But the UFC won't put on a card or that I would say I'm not going to watch this week. I watched the yeah. Ultimate Fighter this week. Everybody, a lot of the people that cover the sport, are, they have they put their nose up at the Ultimate Fighter. Oh, it's the same old thing, blah, blah, blah. I like watching it. I enjoy the show. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because I do, too. Yeah. The fights are good. You know, like, it's interesting to get into the psyche, to hear their backstories. I'm, I'm in. I, like, I'll watch it all. But then when it yeah. gets into the boxing realm and the Jake Paul stuff, I hate talking about it because I don't – first off, for me to analyze boxing is disingenuous in general. I don't, I don't know – the ins and outs of boxing. I, I, you know, I know that there's going to be a strange rule set for this weekend's card. I couldn't tell you what it is. It's not my beat. Like I, yeah. I'm not. I, TSN doesn't pay me to cover boxing. Yeah. TSN doesn't want me to cover boxing, or they'd ask me to cover boxing. And if I was to cover boxing, I'd have a lot to learn. So yeah. I'm just going to come out. I'm not going to pretend to be somebody who knows everything about all combat sports. I love watching kickboxing, as you know, Joe. I, I love talking yeah. to you about kickboxing, but if they said, hey, we need you to like go and cover glory or do commentary for glory, I'd be out of my element. Like, it's just, it's not my, my bread and butter. But with, you know, but covering the UFC events and looking at these matchups, that's what, like, what I'm passionate about. And all this yeah. other stuff, it just 
it bothers me. It's like, I don't know why it bothers <laughs> me. I have nothing against it. I want people to make their money. It's great. Like, I'm sure people will tune in. I'm sure people will have fun. I'll watch it too. I'm, I'm sure I'll have something to say about it. But it's, yeah, I, I couldn't have told you it was this Sunday until we started talking about it for, for the Logan Paul Mayweather. It's just not on my radar. <laughs> okay. yeah. I'm, I'm just being honest. I, I'm, I'm being totally honest about it. I would have obviously found out about it at some point in the weekend. I would have been on Twitter and they would have been like, oh, the fight's starting. I would have gone and watched it and ordered it or whatever. But it's it's just not my... Yeah. And the thing is, I don't think we're like, uh, even with me, I'm not a, I'm not big in... Uh, the YouTube world, right? I don't know who these YouTube guys are. Neither I didn't really. I, I know about I them from still, I still, every time I have to say one of the brothers' names, I have to think who's Jake and who's Logan. I can't even tell you who's the difference. So okay. I'm See, definitely not a YouTube guy. I know the difference, but that's not from watching YouTube. It's just from seeing these guys all the time and all these headlines. I still forget. So, I mean, at that point, it's like I don't really care about them. It's more of the excitement it brings and how they're pulling in, you know, real combat sports guys and doing good. I mean, that's what's more intriguing to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the, the, the individual himself. Like, I don't care for Logan and Jake, but the fact that, you know, Mayweather's actually in the ring. You know how hard it is to get a, a, a fight with Floyd Mayweather? You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's insane. And, and a kid with... I keep calling them kids, but they're not kids. But, I mean, he's still, like, the confidence, even if it's an exhibition match, you're going in against Floyd Mayweather. And you're, you're, it's incredible to see the mindset of these guys. Hey, like, man, that's, this guy's, this it's guy's insane. This underdog than Andre Berto was against uh, Floyd Mayweather. So, you it's know, maybe insane. He's maybe he's Yeah, great. but it's insane to see boss. this. Like, I mean, you think Conor McGregor is, is impressive, but these kids didn't even box. At least Conor was in a martial arts realm and had popularity. These kids are in, not even into boxing, and, and they got a fight with Floyd Mayweather. So, I mean, that's what's intriguing to me, the mindset behind these guys. Yeah, but Floyd Mayweather, you got to respect his hustle. Like, basically, Floyd Mayweather is now like, I'm going to box in people that are inferior to me at boxing. It paid a lot of money and, that, and do it every year or two. I like <laughs> it, like, yeah. Well, but did you see the size all. difference between the two? And I think that's where people get in the hype, yeah, you know? I mean, I know it doesn't matter, doesn't but, matter. I mean, it's like, it's still crazy to me that the kid got the fight. It's nuts. If there it's was insane. a 300-pound YouTuber who was learning kickboxing and then you were going to kickbox, then what would the odds be? In your favor, they'd be two, minus 2,000. Yeah, easily. Yeah. No, I know it doesn't matter. It's just I can't believe, one, the odds that you're telling me. And, and it's just the size. And, I mean, it's, it's insane to me. I, I can't can't get over it. I cannot get over how he got a fight with Floyd Mayweather. It's nuts. Well, I'll watch it. I, I'm not – again, I'm not stoked about it, but I'll, I'll watch it. I just, yeah. And what I, I, I feel like I kind of have to watch it for, for uh, my job, but at the same point, you know, at the same point in time – it's just it's yeah just ride the wave ride the entertainment wave you know yep ride well, so it. why don't we talk about uh this weekend's card then and and move on not talk about the paul brothers for the rest of the show how does that sound to you <laughs> i'm good with that All i'm right. good main event jarzinho rosenstrike augusto sakai i'm surprised that uh, rosenstrike's not a bigger favorite he's a minus 130 favorite here Oh, okay. I mean, even the guys on my team, and I mean, uh, we were talking yesterday about the upcoming card. I think a lot of people are surprised that Rosenstruck is the, the main event. I mean, I, I kind of agree with the UFC. I like his style, but I don't think a lot of people agree with that. I just think it's so entertainment friendly. And um, if you're a heavyweight, I mean, you almost get that main event spot in a crazy way. Yeah, and Augusto Zakai's had a good run in the in the UFC. I know he lost to Overeem, but outside of that, I believe he's undefeated. Uh, I, I just don't know if he has the durability to go five rounds. I probably would have said the same thing about Rosenstrike before we, we've seen him go five rounds uh, a couple times now. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's still an interesting fight. I mean, when you're uh, a Rosenstruck with power like that, it tries to rip your head off, and I like it. I mean, it's still an exciting fight, but the one fight that I'm excited for is actually a prelim fight, and I have a feeling you'll know which one that is that let I'm me, excited for. Look, but let me take a look. I'm going to guess. Yeah, you'll know right away. Is it Latifi versus Bozer? Of course, yeah. Right, That's go. it. That's the one I'm actually excited for. I like Bozer. I like his style. I like his personality. I like the way he fights. He's he's basically a, a lightweight and a heavyweight body. So that's the one I'm excited for. I was I interviewed him this week. He was uh he was in a mood. I'll just say I'll just put it that way. He seemed like he was in the mood. I asked him what he he's thought. He's always about pleasant the, though. He's I asked him always what he pleasant. About the Edmonton Oilers uh, flaming out in the playoffs. And I go, no, you're from Edmonton. He goes, he goes, who am I to say anything about the Edmonton Oilers? And he's like, I don't I don't play professional hockey. What am I gonna say about them? I was like, yeah. yeah, I guess I guess you're right. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's not, not going to to uh to take shots at them. Yeah, that's true. Good point. There, there's another interesting fight here is uh Sean Woodson and uh, Yusuf Zalal. I actually met both of them. I like both of them too. So they're basically teammates, but not teammates. Interesting. Okay, elaborate. Uh, well, I know. I don't know what that means, but because Boston, right? Woodson uh, trains a lot with James Krause and uh, oh, Zalal yeah, with uh, uh Zalal is uh, Montoya. Montoya. Yeah. But I mean, you know, like. Usually in martial arts, it's weird, but like sometimes like your team through association, right? Like coaches might be like, yeah, I know They're it's the UFC, cities, but they? like Gloria's uh, in Kansas and Montoya's in Denver, and yeah. I know Krause kind of goes between the two. Yeah, but I mean sometimes there is like that unwritten rule, but at the UFC there's not, right? No, I mean, there's some gyms where like I won't even fight their guys, like I won't put my guy against another team's guys, like just because I'm friends with the coach. We're like, why are we gonna let our guys fight each other? Almost thing, you know? We want to keep a uh, a friendly, good vibe, just in case it trains. But yeah, those two kids are both talented. It sucks to see them fight. Now, speaking of uh, of Boston, I saw and, and your guys. I saw that Matt Special signed with Tyson Chartier for uh, management. Yeah, that was a decision we were going back and forth on. But uh, to me, it was an easy one. I uh, yeah, I said go uh, g- get Tyson on the phone. They had a good chat. They talked about the future. And boom, we got uh, Matt signed with uh, Tyson Chartier. The 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 guys. So we're excited. I think Tyson will do some good stuff for him. And even watching, like I, I messaged Matt, I was like, some of these guys in the Ultimate Fighter show are three and zero. One of the guys, I'm like, you're four and zero with finishes, Dude, you man. You have to look. Not only are they three and zero, if you go and look at some of the records of these guys, um, like the first pick, Mitch Raposo, who I've heard great things about. He trains out in Boston. His record, like the record of his, the guys he's beaten is it's not. It's like a minus five, sub five hundred records. A lot of these guys, yeah. if you look at who they fought, Matt has fought better competition than them. Oh yeah, Matt. Matt, I'm telling you, with his kickboxing, like he's perfect for that show. So I'm hoping the lightweights could be uh, soon, right? I mean, you got to think maybe the next one or two shows if they did, because this one here is what featherweights and middleweights, right? Yeah. Well, what so. about contender series this year? Because I'm sure if he went out to Vegas and stayed ready, that something would happen. Uh, you know, like it's it's not till I believe September. Yeah, well, I mean, we would take it, but his training's here, his coaches are here, his, his yeah. everything's here for him, right? Well, we'll definitely jump on it, I mean, now, but um, I think he would uh, need one more before the, because he's been out for a year now yeah, with the, yeah. the pandemic, so get him one good one. We're looking like CFFC, I believe, and those CES, maybe, or yeah. something around that realm, Matt, you know, get another knockout, go 5-0, and oh, four finishes, and then... That's exciting for the contender series, right? And he's ready now. I, I'd put him in against most of the early UFC guys now. I mean, I'm, I'm not. That's no issue. Just we got to show it. All right. Well, I like I like the sound of that. The CES. I know uh, Tyson's got some ties with them, given that they're in the Boston area, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, New England territory, at least. I, I believe that's what where CES is. Is it not? Yeah. That's. I think that's the one where Rob, like Rob Bunt was the champion of. 
Was it CBS? I think so. I, I mean, there's there's so many different ones. Even uh, Calvin Cater was a promoter for one out there as well, too. Right, I don't yeah, even he was running his own promotion. Was that CES? I don't even know if that yeah, was I don't CES. Yeah, was the CES champion. CES yeah. featherweight champion. So, yeah, CES is, uh, is out in the New England region. So that LFA be could be good and fun for him, too. You know, I'm... Well, now that things are starting to open up a little bit more, I think that there's going to be a lot more opportunities for uh, a lot of these 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 fighters who are looking for regional opportunities, which is, is nice to hear. I hear that um, uh, one of the Alberta-based promotions is, is doing a show. Unified, I believe it is, is doing a show soon. Uh, I heard uh, yeah. Tanner Bilger mentioned that in an interview as well. Yeah, there was one, I think one of the uh, BTC guys, because there's a BTC show this weekend as well, I think Saturday in, in, uh, in BC, in Vancouver. Oh, BTC is doing a show out there. BTC is doing a show in uh, Vancouver, but a, a lot of the guys from around here, like they all split. It seemed like they're fighting in all the different organizations. But one of that Alberta one, I think, uh, uh, one of the guys Matt knows and trains with is out there competing. So yeah, there's option. That's it's it's a good sign. I mean, that's the first thing. It's it's a good sign that things are opening up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now we just need to get gyms opening up. Apparently, uh, Tanner Tanner was saying in interviews that. Uh, in Alberta, they change the gym rules like daily. You have to go online and see what the gym rules are for that day. Oh, Can you man. imagine? Yeah. I mean, it's still something. At least hopefully it's better than just saying you can't do nothing. At least there's maybe something they can do. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, that, that's, that's an option. It's just frustrating, I guess. Um, yeah. well, let's take a look at some of the other fights this weekend. The one that I love is Miguel Baeza against Santiago Ponzinibbio. I'm excited for that one. Baez is a great young prospect, and uh, this is just going to be a tough matchup for him. I mean, Ponzinibbio is an underdog in this one, which surprises me. But wow. uh, Ponzinibbio is—I think he should be ranked. He should—he was, I believe, like top ten when he when he got injured and got pulled from the rankings just due to inactivity. Then he lost to Jing Lang, but I—I I, I feel like he still is a top fifteen guy. So it's a big challenge for Baez. Yeah, I think this card has a lot of. If if you were like I mean I watch every card and I can tell you the names but if you're a casual fan you'll you'll see a lot of guys that you recognize on the card and that, that you're you would be excited for I, that's definitely what I'm picking up like guys like that uh, like I can't even pronounce his name the Dusko Todorovic oh, yeah, Dusko, Dusko Todorovic yeah yeah he was fun to watch Roman uh, Delaze he's yeah. fun to watch I mean so there's a lot of good guys Marcin Tybora Walt Harris. The king of fight. Kung Fu, Muslim Salikov on the card. Yeah, there's some good fights. I mean, uh, that Antonio Arroyo was good. I think he had a good finish in his last fight. Mm-hmm. So there's some fun, good fighters on the on the card. Yeah, Manon, Manon Fioro, I'm very excited about. I think she's going to end up being a, a title challenger one day in the women's flyweight division. Francisco Trinaldo still doing his yeah. thing. He's got to be almost like, what, 65, 70 now? <laughs> Jeez, Grandpa he's got to be uh, around, man. The MMA analysis column, Grandpa Trinaldo. Grandpa Trinaldo, he's got what in his forties? Oh, for sure in his forties. Yeah, he's not in his fifties, but I mean. Or is he just see, one of these older-looking guys? Give me a guess. Pretend you're doing guess your age. Okay, forty-one. So in two years, if you're doing guess your age, all right. Let's see. I think you're. I think you're gonna hit it. Yeah, he's forty-two. He's turning forty-three okay. in August. Jeez, yeah, he's been still around, man. Not man. only is he still at it, but he's been winning. Like he's won three in a row. <laughs> I don't know how, but good. Those Brazilians are made different. I think that some like the Brazilians and those uh, New Zealanders—they're just built with some different genes. Yeah, he, he was on a, a seven-fight win streak at this point. At one point, with wins over Paul Felder, Yancy Medeiros, Ross Pearson, Chad Laprise, Norman Park—like good, really good fighters. And then yeah. uh, he lost to Kevin Lee. This was back in 2017. Beat Jim Miller. Lost to James Vick. 
beat Evan Dunham, lost to Alexander Hernandez, and then since then he's reeled off three in a row, including a win over Bobby Green, John McDessey, and, uh, and Jay, Her- uh, Jay Herbert. So those are good wins. Yeah. I mean, he's fighting a Salikov. Isn't he uh, a, a guy that they're really pushing? The king of kung fu, baby. Muslim Salikov. Yeah. But they're, he's you? not – I thought he was uh, one of the guys that they're, they're pushing more, no? Uh, yeah, Undefeated. I I mean, you know, they call him the, the king of kung fu for a reason. He was like one of the only non-Chinese athletes to win the, the Wushu Sanda King's the Wushu Cup. Sanda. Yeah. It's basically good kickboxing, right? Yeah. That's all really Sanshao is. It's just kickboxing with a little bit of sweeps and dumps. Mm-hmm. A little bit more flashy kicking because I find the Chinese uh, focus a lot on traditional martial arts younger, so they kick fight a little bit better. And it's kickboxing records 185 and 13. I'm sure that's Not bad. Verifi- I'm sure that's verified. Yeah, for sure. All kickboxing yeah. records are verified. But you know what? Like a lot of these uh, Russian fighters, that's partly a lot of their amateur competition that they do. They go to like these am- like these world competitions and they compete in like how jiu-jitsu tournaments are here. Like you go to a big gym and you just compete. In Russia, they do that like every weekend. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I can see how they do it. Well, he's a uh, five-time world Santa champion. Pretty unbelievable. Like that's... Yeah, uh, I like it. Yeah, not bad. I like it. One of one of the competitions was in Toronto. Where when was that? The, the Wushu World Wushu Championships in Toronto, two thousand nine. Were you there, Joe? No, but it, I I want to say it was downtown at the was it the Sony Is Center? It the Rico Coliseum, which I think was at the time the Sony Center. The Sony Center. Okay, yeah. I remember. Uh, I remember. Don't ask me how. That's many years ago, but yeah. There was actually saw a video t- today too. It's like Toronto keeps popping up. When um, there was a video of Wonder Boy and Kamaro Usman dancing outside of Toronto randomly. I, I didn't know that. that. I remember that yeah. video. Yeah. World before COVID, when you can, when you can just dance have with, dance with Wonder Boy. Dance you want. on the street. Yeah. yeah. Fights came to Toronto. <laughs> yeah. Now, we're gonna get there, Joe. We're gonna get. There. I hope so. I hope the so. Light at the end it of the just. You gotta, it's just crazy to think how Toronto was at one point announced the biggest market for yeah. mixed yeah, martial arts. Show. We had the, I, I still hold the attendance record in North America. Yeah, we had the record for you know the biggest you know city for mixed martial arts. Yeah, I remember Thanks. Dana White and GSB, that, right? Uh, the Mayweather press conference came to Toronto. He insisted on Toronto. He he knows that Toronto's uh, where things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I bet you him and Mr. Ford won't be friends right now. So, yeah, there we go. We need Dana now. I don't think Dana knows who Mr. Ford is. So, <laughs> <laughs> No? All right. Uh, he might know who Rob Ford is based on all the publicity. Oh, for sure. Back in the day, but, for uh, sure. Yeah, he even gets brought up on Joe Rogan all the time. Who, Rob Ford or Doug Ford? Both. Doug Ford seems <laughs> both to get, got yeah, brought up. Yeah, that's true. They Joe, both Joe got seems to have up. a lot of people from Toronto on his show or from Ontario. Yeah, yeah I got I to gotta get back on there. That's what I should do. I'll fly out to Austin. That's where he's based now. I like that. Um, the PFL has uh, made some news this week uh, because if you remember that fight that Verdum had against uh, Henan Fajeja, where uh, Fajeja essentially tapped, or at least they made it look like he, it, it, it appeared that he tapped, they yeah. overturned that win. And then they did the bracket for the next round, which is really based on nothing from what I understand. They just kind of choose who's going to face who. They match make. And Fejeja was given a, basically the heavyweight champion of last season, and Verdum was was given a an opponent that I guess Fejeja thought wasn't up to that level. I mean, Verdum has since pulled out of the fight, but uh, I do think it signals a big problem in the PFL. I I you know if you're going to be a league, if you're going to say say we're like a sports league, have a schedule, like show who's going to face who next. Don't arbitrarily draw names. It's just it it's really I think a bad look 
for them to not have a system in place to determine who the next opponent is. Now, I'm going to reach out to the PFL because I'm interested in this, but I think yeah. they just make the matchups based on whatever they want, which based means on excitement can, and this who and they that. want to promote, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand how it works for a promotion. I get it. But like as a fan, because it's popped, you got to think like tournaments is a thing of kickboxing, right? We we are the inventors of, you know, the tournament that we've done 16 man tournaments in Japan many years ago. Um, eight man tournaments was a thing. And then when I started with glory, four man tournaments. So I mean, there was always tournaments happening. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's it's tough. I am of the believer of I like the excitement of the draw. I like and, and Glory has done that a bit in, in Japan. Like I want to see um, all the fighters on stage, the big ball rolling. I want to see pick a name out. Like I like the who you're going to pick or put a game around being picked. I, I like that uh, to get the fans involved. And yeah, I don't I don't love when favorite favorites get moved, but that's what fighting is. Right. Well, and here's it's a million dollars on like the line. What right? do, Joe, I'm going to solve this for you very easily. So in the PFL. Let's say it's a – I'm going to pick a PFL event from this year. I'm going to pick a PFL 2, let's say. PFL 2 2021. Uh, let's see if I can find the card here. Because I, I'm, going to, I'm going to use it as an example. So we have the fights. We have two divisions. you got the light heavyweight and welterweight divisions, four fights in each division. So the fights on that card. you got Rory McDonald beating Curtis Millinder, round one, three minutes of 38. Ray Cooper beating Jason uh, Ponet, I believe it is. First round, a minute and 23. Joao Zeferino beats Glazen Tebow by unanimous decision. And then Sabadu Sai, or C. Um, Sedabu Sai. Yeah, Sedabu Sai and Alex, Alex Aiken. We fought no on the contest. same card in kickboxing, by the way. Me and Sedabu Sai. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a good fighter. So that was a no contest. So let's just look at that division. What you do at the end of that card is you say, okay, Ray Cooper, you got the fastest finish. You get to choose your opponent first for the next for the next uh, event. Here's here's the field. You got eight people. Rory McDonald, you got the second fastest finish. You get to choose your next opponent for whoever's left. And then you look at the, the other two fights. Zeferino gets a win by unanimous decision. The other one's a no contest. Zeferino, you get the third pick. You get to you get to decide who you're gonna face. And then by, now you've got all three matchups. But isn't match. that isn't it on points? Like if you finished quick, you would have got more points yeah, than somebody points. else, because, right? Yeah, you, you you look at the points, and then you also look at the tiebreaker, right? Like, you, you yeah, okay, at, yes, it makes sense. So if both for, have first round finishes. Who did it faster? And then for the no contest, you look at Sai versus Alex Alexashkin or whatever Alex Aiken, and you look at who won the first round. Look at the judges' scorecard. Who won the first round? Um, because of the no contest in the second round, and then that person gets the next pick. Yeah. Or actually, that person was to get whoever's left over anyway, so it doesn't make a difference. Or original seeding, right? Based on record and experience. But they don't do right? seeds, right? They don't do no. seeds for it. Right? They should. So, that could be another thing. But but why not have that suspense at the end where the fighter gets to pick who their next opponent is? Don't you think that would yeah. be that would give I like people that. something yeah. cool to tune into? Yeah, it's part of the game that I like of selecting and doing it. And no, I I like it. There was uh, the one Glory did, which was cool. They put the four favorites in one corner of each ring. And then the four other challengers picked the name one, two, three, or four. If you were one, you got to go in the ring and you randomly got to walk to whoever you wanted to fight. It's amazing. It's yeah. drama. It's I love fun. It's drama. The lights, they put dun, 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 the noise and then you walk. Yeah. So that's what we want to see. We want to see that kind of excitement. Didn't Bellator do it where Bellator you got to pick? Bellator did it too pick? got to pick their opponent. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's better. And I then like you it. know that day who is going to be. 
Yeah. No, it's a good idea. I know it's talk a good idea, him. Joe. I, yeah, let me get, get Ray Seppo on the phone, baby. Let's go. That's it. I like Ray, too. Ray, well, Ray, Ray hit him up. Tell, him, tell him your friend has an idea. He's going to run it by you. And that's the, it'll, it'll get rid of these kind of complications where you have fighters complaining about who they're matched up with the next round. Yeah, no, I like it. I actually have to. I actually want to go to Extreme Couture and kind of stay there for a bit because Eric Nipsing and I were talking a little bit Nixing, on Instagram. Yeah, make sure you Nixing? get his name right before you go out there. Eric, Co- Coach Eric, I'll Coach call him. Yeah. I just want to. I want to pick his brain and see how he runs a mega gym, kind of like uh, just see how the biggest gym in the world operates. And yeah, then Spray sure. Cephal's there as well. And so I mean that that's something I want to I want to do in the future. Who else is that? They've got some other coaches. Eddie Baracco. Yeah. Eddie, Dewey Cooper's out cool. there. Dewey Cooper's out there. Yeah. yeah. It's it's, it's 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 nice to it's kind of like a, a I could call it an internship, but I want to go in and just see how how does he run a, a, a room of a hundred fighters. I guarantee you, know? you, Eric would say yeah, he's like the nicest guy out there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> As I've heard. So yeah, I'll impose myself in. I'll go in there anyways. It's just not. I'll challenge out. everybody in yeah. there, and then eventually he'll let me in. Have you been watching Cobra Kai at all? Um, I watched it uh, a while ago. Yeah, it's good. I'm watching it. I'm, I'm on season uh, season three or whatever. Uh, I'm interested done. in it. It's good. But uh, yeah, everyone this every I get different opinions, but most people at the end like it. They're like, it's kind of yeah, cheesy, it's, but it's I like good. it. No, it's cheesy. It's cheesy, but, but I think it's, it's meant to be cheesy. It's meant to be a little bit campy. You watch it with the kids or on your own? We watched. I watched a bit with my ten year old, but there's some stuff that is probably for like an the older bullying, audience. the weird well, stuff, like the language, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not quite there. Yeah. Who do you who do you f- like of the uh, the main characters? Are you a Daniel Larusso guy? I I I, I kind of root for the other dude. Yeah, that's what a lot of that's what a lot of people are saying. I they root to turn for his life around. what's like his name? Jo- not Johnny, Johnny Lawrence. Jo- Johnny Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. Most people are at the end are like, man, I don't even like Daniel Larusso anymore. I was like, what? That's that's. But I mean, you end up liking Johnny Lawrence better at the end. Yeah, well, I'm I, I'm no. not there yet. I'm I'm still in the in season three, but I but at this point I just feel like I feel like he's got some redeemable quality. Like, I feel like I'm rooting for him to turn his life around. I know that like da- that he's he's like reforming himself, which is it's nice to see. And I I think Daniel Russo is a stand-up guy. I think he's got the best interest of society at heart, but uh, he does make it a little bit about himself. But it is what it is. Uh, that's how little news we have in MMA this week. That he's <laughs> gonna start talking Cobra Kai. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna. While we're talking about shows, quickly, I got hooked on. Um, I don't know if you've watched it. It's very old news, but uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, if I watch Curb, Curb, if I could, if if I was on a desert island, I could bring one show to watch with me. While That's I was the there, one. It would be Curb. I, it's not even a, like there was. There's not even a close second. Really, I have binge watched it probably for the last three weeks. I'm on, I'm, I'm almost done season eight. It's amazing. Like I it's love them. It's it's. It I think it's the, the funniest greatest. show ever made. And yes. I and I yes. don't think it's particularly close. Yeah, there you're. I, it, it's yeah. I can't even debate it. Like he is too like, funny. Larry is too good. A, Larry David is too laugh good. Harder than I mean, show. some people. I'm not a Seinfeld guy, but like this is better than Seinfeld. You know, it's in my eyes. You I'm know, it's funnier. Also, better than great. Family Guy. Better than you know. Family I like The Simpsons no as a kid, but yeah, different. The, I, I think The Simpsons is probably the most well-written comedy show. Ever. Yeah, like the writing for, for The Simpsons is brilliant. Yeah, but. uh yeah, it's just too to creative, me. too good. The way the jokes connect at the end, like it's so brilliant and funny. It's yeah. too good. The British yeah. version of The Office is is in terms it's of good like, laugh out loud is one yeah. of the ones that I think is you know can kind of hang with that one. Yeah, the but any in Curb Your Enthusiasm, any scene with Larry and Leon kill me. <laughs> Larry and Leon, it, it's just too funny. I can't handle Leon. Well, if you want to listen to a good podcast. The Origins podcast 
did a whole right. like once once you're up to speed on Curb. Yeah. Basically, the guy, this guy, uh, James Andrew Miller, who wrote a book about uh, SNL and uh, about ESPN, like he's a, he's just a really good um, journalist. Does a podcast where he interviews all the people from Curb and just talks about how the show's made and like the behind the scenes and some of like funny stories that that didn't make it to air. It's, it's just a if you want like a good companion piece once you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still is hung yeah. up on it. Worth listening to. Yeah. No, I'll definitely check it out. It, it's Available just on too Crave good. TV in Canada if you're looking for uh, Curb enthusiasm. Oh yeah, it's just it's amazing. I did not think I would have enjoyed it as much as I have. Like, usually old shows, I'm like okay, yeah, they're I know they're funny, but like once I started watching, that was it. I was hooked, hooked. Now, did as you soon watch- as we get off here, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> did you watch the Ultimate Fighter? Um, I did. Yes. You did. Okay. Did. Well, now we can talk about that. It. I was I was worried I was gonna ask you about it, and you were gonna say that uh, you hadn't watched it, but uh... no, no, no. I ended up watching it. I want to see what it was. I mean, I, I thought it was cool. I know. Uh, um, uh, one of the coaches on Ortega's yeah, team. Jason Park. I saw so, him out there. It, I'm yeah, like, I just wanted to guy. kind of see him and throw a, throw some support his way to see him. And, yeah, even like, I, I want to go train with all of those guys. I mean, Park always tells me there, he's like, man, all the guys, you know, out there come train with us. Like, that would be amazing to, to kind of see out there because the, some of the, the striking adjustments that uh, Ortega has made are, have been phenomenal. So um, I'm excited for the season. I, I think uh, – I don't think they're trash talkers, so I don't think we're going to get the beef part of the show, but I'm excited because I think we're going to get some of the good training side of the show, and that's what I think uh, – that's what intrigues me the most. You kind of saw that Volkanovski has a real eye for detail. Like I, I think that what Volkanovski's stra- strategy was when he was coaching um, Aaron Phillips, it, it, if he would have actually implemented it, like if, if, if it would have timed out right, he would have been able to, to get that win, I think. Like just yeah, noticing yeah. that the guy overreaches a little, just a little bit for that what? counter right hand yeah. that he kept showing him. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like he. I saw that. I saw that opening during the fight, and obviously you have to time it, and the timing has to work out, and it's all in real time. But it, it's cool to see Volkanovski has kind of that attention to detail, which is I'm sure yeah. what has made him undefeated in the UFC. Like I was thinking, I was thinking about this um, the other day when you know everybody's like, oh, I wish the coaches were more interesting. I wish it was Colby Covington. I wish it was you know a more more drama involved yeah here's here's why i might disagree with that and why these coaches might be the best fit if you look at every champion in the ufc i think that volkanovsky is one of the guys that people haven't really connected with that people don't really know what he's about and know what his personality is like he's one of these guys and and i think ortega is kind of the same guy it's like what you see is what you get with him yeah yeah he's got a real authenticity about him he's not trying to manufacture drum up drama he's just he's just a really good fighter like it's you know and you look at who he's run through, and here are his last six wins. Jeremy Kennedy, who was undefeated at the time. Darren Elkins Chad, knocks out Chad Mendez. Decisions over Jose Aldo and then two in a row over Max Holloway. Like, if you look at Mendez, Aldo, and Holloway, those are like three of the maybe five best uh, featherweights of all time, I think. Yeah. Maybe three yeah. of the six, if you want to put Edgar in there. Um, and he, he's run through them in succession like in two years that's that that's his strength of schedule if you look at those four guys those four matchups rather the two holloway aldo and mendez like this guy's beaten the best guys he has not lost yet in the ufc and it still feels like people don't really know a lot about him letting him kind of showcase who he is on this season i think is is important it's important to building building him up and also important to building up that fight yeah i think both of those guys have like those they're stars but i think they can be like the superstar kind of guys like when you think of ortega 
you see like even if you go on Instagram, you're looking at the pretty boy, you know, all the other UFC girls like him. He's so he's a likable guy. And Volkanovski, even after listening, he was on Joe Rogan there and just hearing him. He's funny. He's got that, you know, that Australian yeah. <laughs> doesn't care, like he swears. It's just he's he's a cool cat, man. And like you can you just after watching it, though, he's like one of those guys like, yeah, I can hang out with that guy. You know, like mm. that's the kind of vibe I got from even just watching those. Uh, two little shows with him, but uh, you're right. He has to show his personality more, and I don't think he's gotten the opportunity. And the the real thing is, his fights were with Max. Like Max steals a lot of the attention all the time, right? Because he's a big name, a big star. The controversy behind, you know, the fights, and so I think this is uh, the time for him to to showcase his his personality, and hopefully the show shows it but i loved that part of the show like i remember i always mention it but like when you saw the guy overthrowing the punch volkanovsky showing the counter punch and then they show it in the fight it working them talking about it i mean i thought the episode one was really well done i'm not a huge fan of the backstory parts of of the show i mean because they're all very similar it's all repetitive but once we get into that training stuff i think we'll get into some uh, show because i thought that it was interesting that aaron phillips had such little martial arts background because he was from such a small little town and um i thought that learning about petrovsky like learning about him and his wife and his kid and like that they live on that creek like i think that that it it gives you a bit of insight into who they are as a person i I like that i like that part of the show yeah i mean i think that's good for because it's, you have to do it. You got to build the audience to connect with the fighters. I mean, that's the most important part of the show. Like whether you love it or hate it, that's the show itself. But for me, I'm, I'm over the stories. I'm, I'm done with it. I've, I've heard I've done a million glory fights where I've asked the guys, oh, how did you get it? I'm, I'm over the story. Give me the quality. Show me the fight. And guess what? I just spent 30 minutes listening to one guy. And guess what? He's he just lost. So I'm not even going to see this guy in the show again. So you wasted 30 oh, minutes of my damn show. time. He'll, he'll be helping people train. And I'm he, kidding. He can- I'm joking. Called back but into action. I don't. It's not my favorite part of the show, but yeah, I know it's important. It's essential, but all the stories are the same now to me. So, from watching the very little footage of these guys, um, do you have any anybody that you, uh, you you think stands out from watching some of the footage? I didn't get enough. I didn't get enough look yet, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know. Did anyone stand out to you that you you think? I'm really interested nope. to see how that Ricky Turkios guy does. The, the tall, kind of lanky, weird guy that like. Ortega was like, this guy looks like he's in his own world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta learn a little bit more about them first. I gotta see their styles. I want to see them, their personalities, and then I'm sure I'll have a favorite in the show. You're already seeing the uh, the number one bantamweight selected by Volkanovski getting called out by uh, Ortega's second bantamweight pick. So uh, for next week, so that's gonna be interesting. I'm, I, I want to see how uh, how it all plays out. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm actually, I think maybe it's because I haven't watched The Ultimate Fighter in a while. I'm kind of excited for it now. It's it's something weekly to look forward to, to to kind of watch on a weekly basis. That's that's different. I would like to see them shake the formula up a little bit. I mean, it's pretty much the exact same show. I mean, it's what would you What house. would you add? I thought about this when I was watching that. I was actually brainstorming to myself the other day. I was like, what what could be different? You know, like the selection process, I thought. You know, like pick different. Like, is it do we really have to do a coin toss and then you pick the fight? Like that could be more exciting. The coach's challenge to pick or I don't know, something more exciting that way. Yeah, like a hard, trivia. Right? I mean, do a works. trivia. Do this a trivia. The and the winner of the trivia gets to pick or yeah. not a coin toss. Like, come on. Well, this is a the little thing. bit more. It, the formula kind of works. It's, it is. It's what we're used to. It's what we're accustomed to. But I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of what they could have done to uh, 
to, to change it. I mean, they, they've changed the, I guess, the training grounds. There's a lot more places for these guys to train. I mean, it's just a lot more professional. Like, yeah. Let's face it, the, the UFC has grown so much since the last episode of the Ultimate Fighter, last season, rather, of the Ultimate Fighter era. It's only been three years, but the amount of stuff that the UFC's done, they've built the Apex, they've built... Um, the the training facility they've they've got all kinds of new properties that they're building up in in vegas it's yeah i don't know what i would have changed i i have no idea yeah yeah i just think those the little games i like the challenges sometimes you know it's fun i i, I believe i'm sure there's going to be tons of them but uh throughout the show but i don't know or fight for your seating we've seen that though we've seen them have to fight and to get into the house and... like we saw in the season with uh the women's flyweights they 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 gave them a one through whatever it was 14 seed right off the bat yeah yeah i mean i don't know let's just hope the the guy's talent and the fight speak for itself that would be honestly the best case scenario you know it, it, it organically shows that hey these guys are good the fights and i don't know like it's 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 uh it's the concept like you said it works just spice it up add some games add some fun yeah. get some uh i'm sure there's some house drama like there is i saw in the the preview but i don't know they encourage that stuff right don't say like here free beer go go nuts you know kill well, it's, each other it's interesting because with the contender series being born what's the upside of being you have to think what's the upside of being on the ultimate fighter so here's what what my comparison is like uh have you ever you've gone to like a good burger place? I'm sure, right? Like a good craft yes. burger place where they build it on, you know, like they they make it's all fresh meat and they make it all. Yep. Like I I would say that the Ultimate Fighter is like the craft burger place. It's like a, it's a homemade burger. Make it make it in front of you. Um, it's it's fresh from that day. And Contender Series is like McDonald's. It's like just going on the conveyor belt. Like you know, like you, next, you don't have as next. much of an opportunity to showcase who you are. It's quick. Yeah. It's you know, it's one fight. You're in. One out, and done. You get picked. You don't get picked. Whatever. The Ultimate Fighter. You kind of get a chance to to show who you are and and to build your personality and to show the world what you're all about. And I think that that is what makes this um, a little bit different. What, what why people might want to choose to go on the Ultimate Fighter versus go on the Contender Series. Yeah. Character development's huge. I mean, if you got to get people to to like you, to believe you, to get part of you know, into the personality. And there's two ways to do it. Yeah, they got to do it with your voice or you better be spectacular in the ring. I mean, so you have either option and to be spectacular in the ring and get all these finished, it's it's one in a million. So, I mean, this is a good way to build character, to to show it. I honestly, I, I keep going back and forth. If I had to go through one and I think I would be, which one would I'd rather? I, If I was stuck between the two, I would probably pick the the contender series just because I don't want to live at a house and right. I'm very That's particular and I'm not going to sleep good with other guys in the house and people in my room. So I think that side of it is not very fun for me. So I would probably pick that. But I can see how like for guys like Matt, I think it's it's, it's phenomenal because he's a he's a character. And I think that once people see his character and uh, it, it'll be perfect for the show. All right. Well, if the next season's 155, I'll try to, to plant some bombs. Oh yeah. Spears. Oh yeah. We have to. We have to. We got to. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, I I think another big thing for this season of The Ultimate Fighter that's different is that it's on ESPN Plus. Like you can just watch it whenever. Because I remember I'd have to PVR it or like it, you'd have to be like, okay, it's on eight o'clock on Tuesday and you have to watch it. ESPN Plus is just like just pull it up. I think TSN on our TSN Go app you can do the same thing. You just watch it whenever on demand. I'm not 100 yeah. sure of that, so please don't uh, quote me on that. But uh, I think that, that makes a big difference. If you miss the show, you can always find a way to watch it. Yeah, I hope so. It's 2021. 
No, we can't sit there and watch when we want anymore. Everything's at our fingertips. Yeah, everything's got to be uh, nice to have everything on demand. That's it. There you go. I'm gonna That's go and it. see. I don't want to. I don't want to put. I don't want to. Uh, to uh, you know, put words into uh, our our mouths here. But I'm pretty sure that we can just. You can watch it on demand on TSN. I'd be surprised if uh, if you couldn't. But, I uh, feel this is the show that it shouldn't be hard to watch. You should try to get it out on many platforms as possible. I know there's the business side of it, but like this is how you build. It's almost should be like a free marketing thing for all platforms. You know, like here, go, put it on your platform. Yeah, well, we have Wish UFC like on demand on our site, so maybe I'm, I'm going to find out if uh, if we're going to get Ultimate Fighter on that. Because it plays TSN five, I believe, right? Yeah, it's on TSN five every Tuesday night. Tuesday, nine p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, so there you go. If you, uh, if you haven't had a chance to uh, watch it, that's when it's on uh, here in Canada. Um, all right, Joe, uh, anything else for, for this weekend's card? Is there anything we missed? I mean, Walt Harris, Marcin Tybura, Walt, Har- Walt Harris has moved out to uh, Vegas for this camp to train under Eric Nixick. So we might get to see a, a new look Walt Harris, which is, uh, is, right. is interesting. Uh, I just saw Mike Wan and Mirkani. Pretty exciting. Yeah. He seems to be uh, always putting on some good fights. His opponent's a late notice opponent, Kemwella Kirk. I don't know much about him, so. Well, what uh, what am I betting the house on this weekend? Give, me, like, a, give me a bet the house There's no bet. odds on it yet, but I think Manon Fioro will get a KO uh, against Tabitha Ricci. So uh, um, I imagine that'll be plus money. Um, my uh, edge picks were Santiago Ponzinibbio at even money. Ponzinibbio. Uh, plus, one, well, plus 105. Uh, yeah, so damn. He's an underdog, plus 105. Uh, what else did I like? Uh, my dart of the week was Roman Delize by submission. Which is okay. plus 600. He loves to roll right. for leg locks. I feel like he's going to get uh, Steropoli in a leg lock and, and win the fight that way. But plus 600, good odds for a, for a dart. Hmm. Um, Ariane Lipsky at plus 235 I thought was tremendous value for an underdog. So uh, she was one of my picks this week. And I think that's it. There you go. That's three. And then, right. uh, I also had Furo by KO against Marina Moroz. It was plus 375 and now she has a new opponent. As of yesterday, so I'm waiting to see what that KO line is, but I, that's how I think she's going to win that fight. I think Kiro will it. find a finish. All right, there goes my house. All right. Well, thankfully, Joe, you have a condo, so I mean, that, you, that's it. You, you don't my imaginary house, house, so we're yeah, good. Yeah. There's yeah. no house going don't on. That's why condo. I said it. Okay, that's why that's I said it. Your parents' house. No, not my parents' yeah, house. No. You'd never do that. No. No. All right. Well, well, next week we'll have a, a big show ahead of us. Of course, we'll be pre- uh, previewing UFC 263. Adesonia versus Vittori, uh, Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards in a five-round fight, and, of course, the flyweight rematch, Davis and Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno. I wish that that card was this weekend. Yeah, they should have almost put that fight on this card. Yeah. yeah. Giving it some hype. This weekend's card is awesome. All right, we stack it up. Old-school UFC styles. Stacked pay-per-views. And we got uh, PFL 4 on June 10th, and we've got uh, Amasov versus Lima. Undefeated Amasov. I think he's like 28-0 or something like that taking on uh, uh, Douglas Lima in Bellator on June 11th. Uh, I'm happy to see Olivier Aubin-Mercier is back in action next week. In OAM. which uh, organization? Pardon? In which organization? In the PFL. He was, he, oh, he, he signed was, with PFL. I didn't know that. He injury for his first bout, so he has a lot of ground to make up against Marcin Held. Oh. He was doing so good in the UFC, so I'm glad he signed somewhere nice and big. And also the debut of Clarissa Shields in the PFL. Yeah, that's that. I'm hyped for that. I'll be honest. She got the main event spot too, obviously, but uh, it's exciting. Yeah, Anthony Pettis right. trying to make to uh, get into the playoffs. You need to win, of yeah. course. After that loss last uh, last time around against uh, Clay Collard, and Clay yeah. Collard taking on uh, Jolaton Luderbach, 
but Clay Collard, I'm excited to see uh, mm. fight again. He was that was a fun fight against uh, Anthony Pettis. Yeah, I mean PFL's putting on some good fights. I mean, I mean, I think the improvement in their production, and I like it. I'm uh, I'm definitely a, a fan of the PFL fights now. All right, well, you can uh, check that out next week. UFC 263. You got the PFL. What is it? PFL. What number is it? Uh, PFL four. And you've it's got four. Uh, I thought it was six. No. Uh, it says four here. I don't know. Okay. It says where Doom is out of PFL six fight. Yeah. So that, that's, that's not two in advance. That's, all that's, right. Yeah, that's a couple weeks from now. All right. PFL four. All right. Well, we'll all right. Talk about we'll see that, All that and more next week, Joe. Thanks for doing this, and uh, see everybody later. Boom. Thanks for listening to the TSN MMA Show. For all the latest UFC news, visit tsn.ca slash UFC.